0: And welcome to a Time Shifters Podcast, Year of the Time Traveler, Doctor Who Special Edition. I guess this would be considered a uh, kind of a supplemental. At the time of recording, there is a lot of stuff going on on Doctor Who, and so I got the closest thing I have to a Doctor Who expert, <laughs> my good friend Steve, <laughs> to, to join me to talk about this.
1: Glad to do it, Chris. Glad to do it. <laughs>
0: It's actually fantastic. I'm so glad you actually you messaged me and said if you guys are going to talk Doctor Who, I've got thoughts. I'm like, well, you know, Tom's not been watching, and we haven't really mentioned it, and I've contemplated doing, you know, talking at some length about Doctor Who during this year, but it was just figuring, well, but where? What do you talk about? You know, at, at what point do you talk about it? So, this is as good as time as any. So I'm so glad you actually uh, you volunteered.
1: They have given us plenty to talk about.
0: Yeah, we are recording this just days after the, I guess they're calling it the centennial, the uh, 60th anniversary special, even though the actual anniversary isn't for another month. Uh, But so there's a big special presentation. Uh, And so this is a few days later. And then just a few days after that, we got some news. And I think maybe we should talk about the news first. It was announced that the next Doctor Who that anybody sees here in the U.S., and I guess anywhere outside of the UK, you're going to see it on Disney Plus exclusively. Gone is BBC America. That is um, disappointing for me, as I have BBC America. I do not have Disney Plus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see, I think the I think the bigger story was actually um, um, a few months ago when. Uh, They announced that production of Doctor Who would be shifting from the BBC to this production company called uh, uh, Bad Wolf Productions. Uh, So the BBC, for the first time in nearly 60 years, is not going to be producing, have any editorial control over Doctor Who. They are just the distributor in the UK. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So I think that's that's pretty interesting pretty i mean it's a big deal uh that's uh,
0: that's a huge deal and i think it's something that could emphasis on could benefit the show i think bbc for a long time has kind of faltered a little bit with the program maybe not really sure what to do with it honestly i don't know if they've ever known what to do with it i think doctor <laughs> who has always had a kind of a life of its own and the bbc just sort of kept throwing food in its general direction <laughs>
1: <laughs> would never actually like officially cancel it because even in the 80s they never officially canceled it they just like ah, go away for a little while right uh, well now now effectively uh it belongs to somebody else so we'll see uh, we'll see where that leads, but yeah, I think that is a, is a, it, that's a bigger seismic change than just the, the distributor is, is changing, but, and of course we're long past the days where you could see it on PBS. Those were, yeah. those were the glory days. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that's just it. Uh, I don't subscribe to Disney plus I'm not going to subscribe to Disney plus. It's just, it's not financially viable at this time. And so I'm stuck waiting for physical media releases, assuming those still happen, and then, of course, waiting for those to like maybe show up at a library, because <laughs> I can't afford to be behind these Blu-ray releases and stuff all the time.
1: Sadly, I, I, think, I, I think at some point, uh, Christopher, you're not going to have a choice, because it's like... All of the geek properties are being owned by Disney now. You know, forget like you know, Tron and Black Hole and all those that always were Disney. Now now they have the 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 Marvel, all the Marvel stuff. Now they have all the all the Star Wars stuff. Now they have Doctor Who. I mean <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much longer before everything is gonna be Disney. So yeah, no, it's true.
0: It it might reach a point when we're just going to have to try to afford one more streaming service and that one more streaming service. We When we have to decide which to choose, it may have to be Disney Plus just because that's where everything's going to be at. I mean, right now I have like Amazon Prime and I have HBO Max where where I've been watching uh, all the older Doctor Who and we can get into that in a minute. Like Amazon Prime, the selection there has been dwindling as far as what I'm finding interesting to watch
1: yeah that's that i that that would be an interesting discussion for another time because yeah i think i think we are in for some interesting days and years with the streaming services i mean it seems like a lot of the streaming services are doing everything they can to implode Mm -hmm. um you know and and i don't know where i don't know where that's going to lead but you know people are people are not going to are not going to subscribe to a dozen different streaming services when you know things get so fragmented. So we'll see where it goes.
0: That is a rabbit hole that we could go down, and it's a that's an entire episode talking. To, the streaming service discussion keeps popping itself up in almost every discussion that we have. It seems whenever <laughs> a topic comes up, it has something to do with the streaming service it's on and the alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so for me, I mean, I see both sides. I get why uh Doctor Who can benefit from being on something like Disney Plus. Disney Plus is more willing to spend the money to keep Doctor Who on their service, and that will benefit Doctor Who perhaps, but I feel like it sort of just turns its back on those of us who found Doctor Who through you know free <laughs> public yeah. access television and then uh i guess BBC America was top tier in a, in some cable packages so i guess it really wasn't free to watch it that way but it still it, it was included with what it what, what with what i was already paying
1: one of the thoughts and i don't i don't have uh references for this and i may be remembering incorrectly but one of the thoughts was that like three years ago uh, there were 10 million viewers on the, on the night that Dr. Who uh, aired. Um, and by this past season, uh, the, uh, the flux season um, that was down to at one point as low as 2.5 million. And, a lot of people were saying, well, it's just because the way people view video has changed and streaming has absolutely changed that. But do you really lose three quarters of your viewers because their habits have changed? I don't I
0: I think that definitely plays a factor in that, but you cannot discount the fact that the stories in Doctor Who have not been the best. And the fact that you have to wait so long, people forget that Doctor Who's even on, because they've been waiting so long before, you know, in between, quote unquote, seasons, and then when you get a season, it's six episodes. So it feels like, if you're not going to put the effort in, why should I?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it has been, what, since spring, since we've seen one story. Yeah, so... Or was it even spring? Did we have one in the spring or was that? Was the we had an Easter, didn't we have like an Easter or something? God, yes, yeah, it was a New Year's Day and an Easter, and that's been it for mm-hmm. this year until now, so yeah,
0: yeah. But I've not been terribly happy with the story arcs, uh, in recent years. I think it's a real shame too because I have truly enjoyed all the actors that they've had on the show. Uh, particularly the ones that have played the Doctor. I think they're all great actors, and they have great moments, and I feel like they have been let down by some really poor writing.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I would agree. Shall we talk about the uh, Power of the Doctor episode?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, it seems as good as segue as any to get into this. This was probably one of the more enjoyable episodes for me in a long time not to say that I thought it was necessarily a good episode, but it was one I enjoyed more than I had in
1: quite a while. I, I, I enjoyed it more. Yeah, you're exactly right. More than I have a lot of episodes. Um, some, some of those episodes, particularly in this, in this last season with the, the flux season or season of specials or whatever they were called, they calling it. Um, I had to really struggle my, to, to muster my attention span to get through some of the episodes. Yes. This one, I intended to do that, to, to only watch part of it and then go to bed, and I stayed up and watched the whole thing. So as faint of praise as that is, that's what we're getting with Dr. now. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, I gave it the, pretty much the same backhanded compliment. Yeah, it
1: wasn't good, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were a a ton of great or potentially great story ideas in this episode, but the writing was just so spastic. Yeah. The phrase that kept going in my, in my head, this is very harsh, but it was like, it was written by a 10 year old. I mean, the story ideas were the, the, some of those ideas were, were great. You know the master. Should we no, spoiler warnings. I guess <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to, to have this discussion without spoilers.
0: Well, I think but, it's gonna be a little hard to be online without getting spo. Al- you've probably already been spoiled if you haven't seen
1: it. But you know the master finally getting to take over. You know the doctor's body. He's been trying to do that since Keeper of Trowken, the uh, uh, a, Dalek, a Dalek traitor uh who who dis- decided that the that the the daleks were not living up to their original uh uh mission um, so many so many great ideas in this episode um but just it just seemed like it was all just thrown at the wall and and you know scripted with a with a a, a giant marker you know
0: well and it's a complaint that i've had in recent years and many years is it feels like it's a lot of short attention span theater. And it's also yeah. because they are jamming all this stuff into the hour runtime. What is it? 45 minutes, whatever it is, 50 minutes. And it's just, it just, it has to be that it has to be short attention span. Cause you simply don't give the story time to breathe. Yeah. I long for the days when we had, Four to eight part, you know, half an hour stories. When you can, you could spend an actual half hour just doing the build up, and that was fine. And then the big reveal of who the ba- the big baddie is. Oh my gosh, you know, and going into part two, that yep. was fine. This yep. one, it's like, who's the big baddie? Oh well, now it's the credits, so we know who the big baddie is because we got him in the in the cold open and. <laughs> And then it just keeps going, and then it has to shift four different directions, and it's like, just slow down, breathe, tell the story. Remember the old Max Headroom, the premiere episode with the blipverts that made everyone's head explode? Yes.
1: Doctor Who is turning into a blipvert. (laughs) (laughs) I I think you have a point there. And I I wonder how many people listening to this are actually going to know who Max Headroom was. (laughs) (laughs) the right people will know exactly the right people i i i really now i'm now i'm drawing a blank on on all of those all of those subplots that we had but i really thought some of those really had some potential and i would have liked to explore them and we got what 10 minutes of them you know
0: oh if if that yeah unfortunately it's just uh people will say oh it was a fast paced episode and it's like well that's one way to put it not focused is another <laughs> yeah well let 's talk about some stuff that I, some of the stuff that I actually enjoyed about the episode, what I liked about the episode because there are there was a lot to enjoy, one bringing back some old companions. how awesome was it to see ace and Tegan? Yeah, I thought that was fun. It was, oh, especially Tegan. I don't know why. It was just so great to see her. And <laughs> all this time, you know what, 40 years later or whatever, she's still not taking crap. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, stay stroppy, <laughs> Tegan. I loved it. Uh, that was fantastic. I love the fact that this story, as far as I can tell, stopped. The uh, whole idea of these masters or whatever in its tracks, that's done, erased, gone, good, we solved that, good, over. I have a feeling that if we, well, we will, I'm sure, see the Master again, but I think we'll probably see it recast. Oh, yes. I think we've seen the last of this particular Master, which I will only hope that this next actor does not try to out-camp the previous, which is what every... Actor has done since John Sim took the you know took the role and went yeah. batshit crazy with it, and then unfortunately too short a time with many other companions at the end. And oh, I didn't even mention all the other Doctors. It was yeah. great seeing some, some, but we, I was a little sad that we saw oh those three. Oh, we got no. I guess we got to see four. I guess the big surprise was actually seeing Paul McGann.
1: Yeah yeah that was that was fun but but again i think like i was generally when when their faces were morphing between the doctors i was genuinely creeped out by, <laughs> by it that that was just something that you human know, humans should ever have been forced to see and they didn't have to do it that way you know again do a little old school filmmaking and you know Cut away and you cut back and it's another it's it's another uh, incarnation of the doctor. You know what? It, well, Dimensions in time, part two. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair
0: enough. Well, I think they could. I, if they were going to do that. I think it would have been fun had they incorporated. They definitely the technology is there. If they could have incorporated the faces at least of the doctors who have passed yes you could have had a patrick Trouton. you could have had a john pertwee
1: yeah yeah they they seemed since you had i mean literally ever well i guess we didn't have tom either no tom did not show up which surprised me yeah but we pretty much had every doctor you know after tom and william Hartnell, uh or the first doctor so yeah, uh, was it
0: william bradley is that the right yeah, name yeah, yeah. reprising I,
1: his role I mean, same actor they cast in the uh in the uh, adventure of time and space, yeah, TV event- movie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, who does a pretty fantastic job of impersonating? I, think. Yeah, I I feel like he does a really
0: good job of impersonating uh, William Hundrel.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I can live with that assessment. Well, I'll go ahead and and, and say what I've been thinking is. All those companions coming back, all those doctors coming back, this kind of felt like a send off for Doctor Who. Did that feel that way to you? Like
0: It definitely could have been.
1: Like maybe this could and, and particularly the way they regenerated uh, Jodie's doctor by, you know, having her on the on that on the cliff and 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 looking into the sunset and then they cut away. And then they cut back. It's like Mm -hmm. they could have cut away and that would have been it. And it would have been, you know, it would have been done. Um,
0: Yeah. I'm almost kind of sad. We live in a time when, uh, and maybe it's always been that way. Maybe they've always announced the doctors long before they actually debuted on the show. But because we're, we are in the age of the information superhighway, you know, we know it instantly. We, it, before, if you didn't read one particular trade magazine or something, you wouldn't know who the next doctor is going to be. Uh, whereas now you can't go online when they announce right. a new doctor and not see
1: it. Right.
0: So, yeah, I'm almost kind of sorry. So they could have like just not announced anything and left everyone wondering. And yes, she could have gone all regeneration and then it, the credits roll. And oh, my God, who's it going to
1: be? Or no one. Again, I don't have any inside information, but I I kind of suspect that things might have been up in the air at some point because it seems it very much seems like a a Hail Mary pass to bring uh Russell T Davies back um to do Doctor Who again.
0: Oh, oh uh, absolutely. And major spoiler, you know, when we get to the end and she regenerates and becomes David Tennant again. Yeah. Um I'm sorry. You're bringing back Russell Davies and then the big finale who she, everyone's expecting uh uh expecting uh Chuti Gatwa. Right. And it's David Tennant. This again is a yet another hell Mary pass to try to pull
1: people back who have left. Yeah. I I think this is this is the equivalent of Apple in the late 90s, you know it was all said and done. And then Steve jobs came back and saved the company. And, and, uh, I think they, I, I do believe that they brought Russell Davies back, uh, because he had already saved Dr. Who once. So maybe he can do it again.
0: (laughs) Well, and I'm honestly hopeful that he can, uh, like I said, I've been very disappointed with the direction of the show and the stories in the last many years. I'm kind of hopeful that Russell Davies can bring a little bit of that back that he brought to the show in those early years when it was revived in, what was it, 09?
1: 05. 05. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't always a fan of his writing, and some of his stuff was ridiculous, but, you know, looking back in hindsight, we didn't know how good we had it.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, I remember at the time being, you know, finding some of the stories of lesser quality, you know, the farting aliens and fat suits and stuff like that. Yeah. But having recently gone back and rewatched them, uh, my family and I, we've been doing a doctor who rewatch. Well, rewatch for me, first time watch for them. And when we got up to the 2005s, I was looking forward to some episodes, but I was surprised at how much I enjoyed all the episodes in that first few seasons. Yeah. I mean, I was really, and, and still, I mean, now we're getting, we have now reached uh, Matt Smith and we're going through the, the, the we're getting up to the impossible as astronaut area and with the river song and all that stuff. And Amy and Rory. Right. And I'll admit it. Some of that stuff has really worn thin. It wore thin then and it's wearing thin on me now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but up to that point, I was really surprised I was surprised how much I enjoyed the tenant episodes where hmm. a lot of his stuff I was getting a little bored with him by the time he left I was thinking good riddance
1: I don't know that I was quite that far but yeah when he's like I don't want to go I'm like yeah I want you to go
0: Yeah exactly
1: <laughs> I'm ready to see what else we got here Exactly uh, But and, now I'm quite happy to have him back so <laughs>
0: Yeah well I, I'm i curious to see what happens next with that. I have a feeling they're going to continue to keep some things under wraps. I think we'll see Jody back again, hmm. briefly, perhaps.
1: A lot of you know, again, you can't, you can't hardly avoid the buzz online, but a lot of people have been pointing out that the regeneration was different this time. Well, yes. Um, so does that mean something? Do they just not care anymore? You know? Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. The fact that his clothes actually yeah. changed and yeah. didn't change into the standard David Tennant outfits, either of his outfits. It was similar, but not the same.
1: Yeah. And I think it means something Yes. because there was a, there was a foreshadowing earlier in the episode when Paul McGann's outfit didn't change. Oh, he doesn't do robes. Yeah, maybe I'm reading too much into that. Maybe, maybe began just didn't fit in the outfit or something. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see. But it was it was different, and maybe it means something. I wonder if there's
0: something. You know, the whole idea. You know, the uh, the Cybermen steal what looks to be a little girl from the train, and that little girl turns out to be a giant space urchin or something. Yeah, and some some kind so of she space was space. covered with some yeah. sort of—I uh, forget what she—you know—some sort of perception field or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that went on in that episode that could have that could bleed through to an explanation to what we
1: saw. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I am—I am glad to have Russell Davies back. Um, I wonder if well, I think we've—we've we've said we both think that. You know, he's been brought back to patch the leaky boat. And I wonder if he stays on, you know, if he if he fixes things, does he move on? You know, does he does he stick around or does he move on? Uh all the people that have been the showrunners for Doctor Who in the in the new era have been huge Doctor Who fans before they ever got into television, ever got into ever had a chance at having their hands on Dr. Who, um, uh, Russell Davies, Steven Moffat, even Chris Gibnell, uh, were big in the fan community. You know, I wonder who would be next after Davies. Mm-hmm. I have my own suggestion.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear who would, who would you like to see take a runner position
1: again with that, with that proviso being, you know, that they've all been hugely influential in the, in the Dr. Who community. Nicholas Briggs, who could do a better job. <laughs> he's already proven he can produce years worth of Doctor Who. Right, with the audio, with the big finish. Yeah. Audio dramas. But he's already proven he can do it. I, I I, mean, I say that kind of jokingly, but actually kind of, I, I can't think of anybody who would be better to take over uh, the show because uh, he's already shown he can do it and do it pretty well, actually.
0: It'd be nice to see someone like himself who's well-versed in all of Doctor Who and not just kind of like the 2005 and beyond Doctor Who. Right. Or or the people that, oh, I loved Doctor Who when I was a kid, and that was the last time they watched it. Because there there, there are times where I see people that, oh, he was a big Doctor Who fan, and he, he writes the story and thinking, and he's writing with the memory of, a, of his five-year-old memory, and it, doesn't hold up.
1: <laughs> it doesn't it? Doesn't quite fit. Yeah, and again, ping ponging around here, but that's another reason why this felt like more of a of a final finale. Is they have done some things over the last thirteen years with the classic Doctors, but they haven't done a whole lot, and they have, have, have intentionally at some points distanced themselves from those years. And here we had. Almost everybody they could have had we had in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, i I think that seemed a little a little more final to me than just a regeneration episode or the BBC's hundredth anniversary episode. That seemed pretty taking a bow and we're done kind of kind of show
0: yeah, perhaps i I found it interesting that it was, and maybe this is only because that's who they could get. Maybe they, you know, Matt Smith is a busy man these days.
1: And doing fantastic in his show.
0: Exactly. Uh. (laughs) Um, Chris Eccleston has only recently come back into Doctor Who at all with just doing some audio dramas. I don't think you'll see his face on the screen.
1: Oh, he has very publicly said he will never work with Russell Davies again. Right. Right. So, so uh, yeah, well, so that's not going to happen. There's a, there's no bridge there. It's already been burned. Yeah,
0: and I was a little surprised we didn't see Peter Capaldi because I think he would have come back. Being again, like you were saying, always have been a Doctor Who fan from childhood. Yeah, I think if they had asked him, he absolutely would have. But maybe that would have been a little too odd, considering you had all these classic Doctors and none of the modern Doctors to only have that one
1: until the surprise sting at the end. Yeah. That may have seemed odd. Yeah.
0: Right. So I, I don't know. Um, I'm just, I'm always thrilled when the new series acknowledges the old series (laughs) and, 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 and doing it in such a big way, not just a uh, children in need special, which some people may or may not watch but actually right. incorporating them into the big episode. I mean, there's a lot of people watching this that are going, I don't know who these people are. Especially when you get to the companion, uh, you know, in the in the group uh, circle. There's there's people that have no idea who these people are.
1: I, I, I thought that was particularly, I, again, some of it actually, you are correct. Some of that actually wasn't scripted too badly because we had, you know, Tegan and Ace who from their experiences with the doctors, they could never go back to quote the real world ever again. You know, right now they're, now they're exploring mysteries, you know, across the world and, and, and things like this, you know? And so, yeah, that scene at the end where you've got everybody and the, then basically in this therapy group for having right. been with the doctor, <laughs> that was, that was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. So who do we have here? We had Joe Grant. Yeah. We had uh Tegan and Ace, Mel. Right. That was so surprising. And then Ian. Ian, and, yes. Ian. I tell you what, for a guy that's in his what mid to late nineties, he still looks great.
1: Yeah. I really had wished it something I don't remember the details, but something went wrong with with scheduling or whatever. But do you remember the episode that took play of the new series that took place in coal hill school and they ended up having sarah jane in that episode
0: school reunion i don't think it that was re- actually in Cole hill i believe it was maybe it was going to be in coal hill ah. but when they but when it they couldn't get uh william russell is that the right name yes yeah. yes it, when they couldn't get william russell back in maybe they 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 changed think, it yeah
1: but that was yeah that was the plan was to have William Russell be the school teacher in that episode and that would have been glorious.
0: <laughs> that would have been pretty that would have been fun. <laughs> well, especially that's what I love too because he has absolutely no idea about the doctor. He doesn't really know who the doctor is or who he's become or he or she has become. Right, and they had that great line. Wait, did you say she? <laughs> Am I in the, if He just well, you you wonder the next line was. Am I in the right room? <laughs> the the things, the stories that everyone else in that room has to tell, that can tell, Ian is just going to blow his mind.
1: Yeah, there were there were some fun there were some fun parts, some fun scenes, some fun moments. But I just thought overall it was stitched together really. Oddly and really awkwardly.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. Absolutely. And with it had a few plot holes. Unless I blinked or something. How did Tegan survive that fall?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't as far down as as it, as it looked. I don't know. But she has some kind of a of a super you know unit tech backpack thing. Well, I she thought? threw it on the ground. She didn't
0: take it with her. She wasn't oh. wearing it. I miss that. Well, I don't know then. <laughs> we, we see her plummeting, escaping from the Cybermen. And the next thing you know, she's just running out the door and like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Maybe that's another plot hole. That's going to be fixed <laughs> or that's, or a, another, uh, you know, something that'll be fixed in the next, next episode.
1: Yeah. Well, again, you know, you, you bring up something though, that, something that struck me at the time and just a nitpick, but when it's done well, it's done, it, you know, it's particularly effective is all this stuff's being done in front of, of, of green screens or projection, um, um led projection now. Um, and so this whole building falls in front of, of, uh, the unit director whose name I can't Kate, remember. Kate Stewart. And they don't react this building has just collapsed in front of them and they react like nothing, you know, like, yeah. Oh, I'll just walk across the street. Right. You, know, you didn't get a sense that they were in the same space with it. And when when that is done well in, in production, when you really get a sense, even though the actor is nowhere in the same space with this creature or this building or whatever that they're supposed to be interacting with, and it feels like they're interacting with it, that's when it's done well. I didn't think it was done well this time.
0: No, no, absolutely not. That was... And again, i think it 's a matter of like we need shorthand, we just need them to get out and oh then yeah. they turn around like literally you 're not even halfway across the street a building can 't a high rise building can 't fall with you standing right next to it,
1: right. <laughs> and all you
0: do is turn around and you 're fine no dust there 's no even dust on the road yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell yeah, no, there was definitely issues with this episode, but as I was saying before though. It's the one I enjoyed more, and all of it really comes down to some of the uh, the touchstones. I- I'll admit it; it's fan service, but it's this fan service that because it's I'm that fan, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've complained about shows and movies doing fan service in the past, but it's like, well, I'm not the fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and I I love seeing the old companions, seeing the old Doctors. It finally felt like they were trying to heal this, this, I guess, somewhat artificial, but really real divide in the fan community between the old Doctor Who fans and the new Doctor Who fans. It's like, you know, this was nice. Mm -hmm. This was nice to have it all back together for once. It was nice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Even if, you pull the string a little bit and the whole tapestry kind of falls apart. Uh, you've got all your classic doctors and they've explained it in the past when they've shown up in like the, the specials and things that uh, they look older because of some uh, wibbly wobbly timey thing or whatever. Yeah. But why wasn't the first, why didn't the first doctor look different?
1: You know, I'm, I'm willing to get to to see all the old actors again and, and maybe, sadly maybe not ever again you know i i'm willing to give him a pass on this it's like all those all those old sci-fis that, that we love that you know yes that's a hubcap on a string it's okay it's not supposed to be just pretend it's not you know yeah
0: exactly you just you just ignore it move on because it was great seeing sylvester mccoy again it was great seeing colin baker peter davison it was fantastic seeing all the companions um I, I feel like they just wow. Talk to just brief. I mean, cameo is almost an exaggeration for how long some of them were on screen. Yeah. Assuming you get to you'll get to watch any future Doctor Who. What are you kind of hopeful
1: for? I'm hoping that we get some really strong stories, some really compelling stories, some really thought provoking interesting stories um you know they they showed in this episode as we said there are there are a a half a dozen or more good story ideas in there so there are stories that they can tell with Doctor Who that are really good stories and just need developing I hope we see some of that and I I trust that Russell Davies he showed us he could do it I mean you know he's the one he didn't write it, but he's the one that that, that you know orchestrated uh, The Empty Child, which may be some of the best television ever. So he showed us he could do it. Uh, yeah, I would I would like to see some some good, solid sci fi stories come back into Doctor Who. Yeah,
0: well I'm right there with you. I I want some decent storytelling and I just want the pace to slow down a little bit. You don't have to run and jump and be crazy in every scene. Again, going back to 2005 and the first few years and even early Tenant, you could have scenes with people standing still. Yeah. And just do that again,
1: please. Do do you think do you think that was a lot of, I mean, each doctor has their own personality and Jody's doctor was kind of frantic. You know, do you think that that is, that just bled over into the storytelling? You know, I don't know that we had this level of frantic storytelling before Jody.
0: Oh, I think I would disagree. I I think this goes back all the way to, probably latter tenant and definitely into Matt Smith hmm yeah no I I really think that that's definitely when it started and it's just been compiling and it just gets worse and worse
1: yeah I will agree with you on Matt Smith I was I was thinking back to Capaldi but I will agree with you that that there was a bit of frantic storytelling in Matt Smith's day too yeah that's true yeah
0: yeah it's like it's just like uh all the actors keep trying to top the actor that came before him with the master i feel it's the same way with all the doctors are all trying to be they're all doing the impression of the guy that came before him yeah and, and the writers are just kind of following suit who knew that i would uh look back to anthony ainley as being like the <laughs> the, the <laughs> common the benchmark of of a master uh
1: Yeah, the 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 window has definitely moved because he was he was definitely seen in the day as being pretty, pretty pantomime with the with the with his acting. And now, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, now he's like the the bastion of uh, reasonability. I would love I tell you, what am I hopeful for? Yes. Good storytelling. I just want the actors to calm down and not jump all over the place. In particular, if they bring back a master, and of course they will, stop making him the crazed evil megalomaniac. It doesn't need to be that way. Right, right. Take it back to Delgado. I love the master when evil only by your point of view. You know, morally bankrupt, maybe. You (laughs) know? (laughs) it wasn't so much that he was trying to rule the world or take over the universe. He just wanted, he was playing and doing his little experiments and he just got upset if you got in the way, but he didn't like, you know, (laughs) and twirl his
1: mustache. Yeah. In the, in the, in the genre of tabletop role playing, you know, they would call that lawful evil, you know, right. He has his, he has his own set of, of ethics and morals, and they're they might be twisted and you might never understand them but he's got his own set of ethics and morals and he lives by them mm-hmm. you know and you know you get somebody I, I actually I actually enjoyed uh John Sims but yeah you get you get somebody that plays the master like that and all of that there's no reasoning in it it's all chaos it's all, it's, it's all lunacy yeah
0: yeah no so definitely. Would like to see a more subdued and and thought provoking master versus the uh, the manic clown.
1: Yeah, definitely, I agree.
0: And frankly, that goes to the doctor as well. You know, really, <laughs> just just slow down. Stop being the manic clown. It, it's <laughs> it, you don't need to be that way. Well,
1: we know Tenet, we know Russell Davies can do it and we know Tenet can do it. So I'm really interested for however long this lasts, whether it's just a couple of years or, you know, they stay on for a while. I'm I'm excited to see what comes next. Right. We got a while to wait. Unfortunately, <laughs> got, and without. maybe
0: longer for those of us without Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> sure,
1: I'm sorry, I'll read man. all about it. I'm sorry, man. We'll 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 set up a GoFundMe for your for your uh Doctor Who subscription. Thank you. Uh, much appreciated. <laughs> no problem, man. I'll take care of you.
0: <laughs> well, I I don't know. I don't think there's anything else to really talk about that we that we haven't mentioned. We've spoiled the hell out of the uh, centenary special. We've uh, we've talked about Doctor Who in general a little bit. Steve, thanks so much for coming on and talking about this with me.
1: Oh, it was great. It was great. I I I love talking about Dr. Who and and I have uh, have high hopes for where it's going to go. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got our fingers crossed for it. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, yeah, any uh, thoughts that you have, go ahead and uh, follow the link in the show notes to any of the social media, or just drop an email at timeshifterspodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back soon with a regular episode or maybe a short five-minute-ish review or whatever else I can think to put in the feed. Until then, thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.
1: WOOOOOO